This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's read Romans chapter 8. It's a scripture we know very well. Uh, Romans 8, 26. And I want us to read something from there. Amen. There are certain scriptures that every Christian should know. So the Bible says that, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, supposed to be himself, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We don't know how to pray as we are supposed to. But the Spirit helps us. So without the supply, without the help of the Holy Ghost in the place of prayer, you will not pray accurately as you should. Amen. And that is very important. Now I want to show you a scripture before we go to the, the, the story to just look at this. Just understand, the Bible says that we know not how to pray. The Spirit helps us in our infirmities, in our limitations. And the Bible says, the Spirit prays according to the will of God, which you don't always know, except there is by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So, when we pray in our understanding, so Paul saw it and he said it this way, when he was talking about uh, uh, praying in tongues in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he said, what is the conclusion of the matter? And we pray in tongues, and we pray in understanding also. And we sing in tongues, I will sing in my understanding also. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 18 or so. I will pray in tongues. I will pray my understanding. Now, a kind of Christian reverses the equation. We pray in our understanding, then we pray in tongues also. But what made Apostle Paul to be very efficient, very dynamic as an apostle, he cultivated the habit of praying in tongues first, then praying in understanding as an addition. So the major part of your prayer, I told them at the midweek service on the island yesterday that everybody should strive to pray for one hour in tongues every, every day. Hallelujah. And we pray. And when you start doing that, you, something is happening to your spirit, man. You are creating. Remember, the Bible says that prepare a will unto the Lord. When the Lord wants to, um, uh, because we are born again, the Lord doesn't go and come out of our life. But let, let's use that word this way. When the Lord wants to begin something new in your life, you have to build the bridge for God to use you or to assess your life. You have to build that bridge. And that bridge is built through prayer. For instance, if a Christian begins to pray 15 minutes every night before you sleep in tongues, now this is not the kind of prayer where you dictate or order God around. This is the kind of prayer where you pray, allowing God to pray through you and do whatever His will is in your life. So in this kind of prayer, it's not a prayer of request. It's not a prayer of supplication. It is praying in the spirit. So you are not asking God and Lord, let them promote me a job tomorrow. You are just sitting down by the edge of your bed. Just worship and pray in tongues and go to sleep. If you keep doing that every day, or from what people have said, most likely within 30 to 60 days, you will discover that you will start knowing things that you, never, that you have never known before. You are given an opportunity for the spirit of God to add something to your life. And then you are given an opportunity for your spirit man to ascend into greater things in God. 
So it's a deliberate thing. And nobody can start to nine. But the rule is this. If you are doing that, do not break it in between. For, the, for, the, for those 30 days, don't, don't pray for 26 days and skip one. If you start and you put your hand on the plow, you, you don't look back. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Because I, I emphasized yesterday, every Christian must have a prayer pattern. If there's no routine in your life, you have not even started. When they lied against Daniel, they all knew the time he used to pray that when they made the king to sign that agreement, they went to the place where he used to pray at the time they were so they believed he should be praying, and they went in disappointed, they met him praying. When the pattern of your prayer is not known by people around you, you have not started. The Bible says Jesus woke up early in the morning as his custom was to go and pray. What is your custom in the place of prayer? So I usually say to people that you, you don't need to start with something that is too big for you, even if it's 10 minutes. Look for a time that nobody disturbs you and stick to the same time every day. You are building something. You don't decide after 30 days, there is a, a kind of new strength, a kind of freshness to your spiritual life that wasn't there before. Now it is there. So build that bridge. Cultivate that habit. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Are you, are you following me? Amen. So we, we must grow in the things of the Spirit. We, we have to. So, <laughs> no, let, let's read something from Hebrews chapter. Now, the reason why this is important is that many times you pray and you ask God for what you think God should do. Which might not necessarily be his plan in that sense. You see, God will answer every prayer of faith. But our God will answer diverse. Did you get that? God will answer every prayer of faith. But he might not answer it the way you want him to answer. So, uh, the Bible talks about something in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35. The Bible says, Some were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And I think I mentioned this briefly on Sunday. Some were tortured, Hebrews 11, 35, that not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Women received their dead raised back to life. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Everybody say, there is deliverance. Say deliverance. And there is better resurrection. You can pray deliverance, but better resurrection is by the Spirit. I'll give an example. Now, we're about to read a story, and then we'll read two of them, or maybe I'll say that because of time. Now, there are the stories that you know very well. Let me start with the first one, but we'll do the second one. If Joseph were to pray, the night Mrs. Potiphar was lying against him. And many of you have situations in the office. Sometimes, Apostle Paul began to pray. must have discovered the power of praying in the spirit this way. As he was praying, there was a thorn in the flesh that he had. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And he said, I prayed to the Lord three times that this might depart from me. And God said, no. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made manifest in your weakness. So there are thorns in the flesh that the Lord will remove as you pray. There are others, it is not God's plan for him to remove them because you need them for greater purposes. Are you getting what I'm saying? If Paul were to pray in his understanding, he would pray against being arrested by the Pharisees. But if he did that, we will not have the epistles today. Are you... If Joseph were to pray again that night as Mrs. Potiphar was lying that he wanted to rape me, ah, 
he would have started burning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, no weapon fashion against me, whether lie or true. And start praying and praying and praying. You know, pray like a woman. Oh God, oh God, oh God, do this. Do that. Day and night. Oh Lord, see, see. Ah, I want to go good to me. You know, <laughs> he will pray. But if Joseph started praying in tongues, the spirit of God will be saying through his own mouth in tongues, thou shall go to prison. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you shall stay two years there. Because, so, Mrs. Potiphar, not being able to send you to prison is deliverance. Going to prison and become prime minister is a better resurrection. Did you get that? Hallelujah. So that's what the Bible says that they did not accept deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. So there are times that as you begin to pray, it looks like deliverance is not coming. Because at that point, there are times that God's plan is deliverance and will deliver you. But there are some other times, his plan is not deliverance. His plan is better resurrection. The first year of Anna's uh, life at home, when Penny had the first child, second child, third child, and she had nothing, she would have started. But you see, the plan, if she had a child when Penny had her own, that child can, couldn't have been somewhere. Up till now, we don't know Penny's children's name. Not worth mentioning. Are you following me? But Anna began to pray. The woman provoked her one day and she said, and this is how we enter into this. This is the plan of God. You must, that's why I say you must be a person of prayer. So the first thing that will happen when you start praying in tongues about a matter that looks quite mysterious to you is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. The Bible says that our light affliction, they work for us an exceeding weight of glory. The first thing that will happen is that that issue will start becoming lighter and lighter. What others complain about, like when Paul was in prison, joyfully writing epistle, the matter will cease. It will be, it will move from something that intimidates, that threatens and scares you, to something that is very light, very light. You are afraid. I am, I'm thirty. I'm not mad. You are afraid. It will become a light issue when you start praying. Then you decide it's a light affliction that will work for you an eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. So this is why it's important to pray in the spirit. So as Joseph, if Joseph was praying in tongues, oh dear Lord, and he started praying in tongues, he'll be wondering that, Lord, Mrs. Potiphar lied and you did nothing about it. If you are, are in real fellowship with the Father, there is no gang up in your office or in the family. If one looks like it's working, it's because it's working for your good. So if you pray, Lord, they, they are trying to sack me. Lord, don't let it happen. And it happened. Just understand that you have just entered into better resurrection. Never complain. Lift up your hands and begin to praise God because there is a better plan. Anybody that is in Christ cannot, cannot, the plan of man cannot overwhelm you and put you down. It's not possible. If it looks as if they are winning, they only help you to your destination. Joseph would have also prayed as the brother wanted to sell him. That, oh God, don't let them sell me. Ah, Amy Mani, don't let them sell me. How can they sell a old man? But God said, no, no, no. You shall be sold. All the hatred coming from his brothers, they were only helping him 
into his journey. They were helping him into his destination without knowing. They hated him for his dream, but they helped the dream to come to pass. Because all things work together. That scripture followed the one I quoted. Now, the Bible said, we know not how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit helps us in our infirmities. Uh, and the Bible said that then all things work together. That means as we embrace this ministry of praying in the Spirit, everything will start working together for your good. Did you get that? That's why they say a Christian cannot be disadvantaged. It is true. See, the same thing happened to King Saul. And this is happening to a lot of people. So what your life is, the, the better resurrection will always bring out God's plan. Deliverance might not necessarily do that. So in, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, you know, there was a young man called Saul, who later became King Saul. His father just called him and said, my asses were missing, my asses are missing, what's going to happen? And Saul started looking for the asses. It's amazing how some things that are going on in your life, you don't have an idea that God is involved, because it doesn't look like God is involved. But God is working. Sometimes God is the one orchestrating everything, but he hides behind the scene. That it does not look as if this that I've tried to work for two years, how can God be in it? And you begin to complain like the rest of unbelievers who have no hope, who have no God. Not like, how can God? But you don't understand. It is true. The book of Esther is the only book in the Bible that the name of God does not appear once. Yet God was the one managing the entire drama. And so many dramatic moments in that. If you want to be a film actor or writer of script, go and study the book of Esther. God is awesome. I mean, he showed Amman power. Amman was a man that God set up very well. Oh, may God not set you up. <laughs> God helped him until the guy perished completely. Oh, very, very funny. Esther, I read that story. It makes me, I mean, God set him up properly. He was, God, he was being promoted and God was looking at him and then he wanted to get rid of Israelites and he thought it was, you know, and everything was going his way. Then he created something to hang somebody on at the back of his house. And he said, that I will hang Mordecai here. And there was a servant that saw him. He said, God has people everywhere. That was script, part of his acting. The only part, you know, in film, you see Menator, you see Wakapas. That guy's part was just to see the gallop and to go. Like the guy that said to King Saul, I have seen the son of Jesse, a man skillful. The guy that recommended David to the palace, we don't even know his name. His own job, part of the script was just, he was passing one day, somebody was playing guitar. Who is playing this? Said that, well, the boy is called David. He said, he keeps sheep. Oh, he keeps sheep. Okay, and then he went. It was about maybe one, two, three years after that, that the king said, I need a skillful play, player. Then the guy said, ah, I remember. The guy was going to buy bread on Akara. I saw one guy. Now, sincerely, these are the ways. Are, are you following me? Yes, yeah, so, so I saw the guy. So that guy also just saw when Mordecai, when Amma was hanging those things. And now went to his house. <laughs> and you know, at the right time, the queen, the queen spoke. And then he just came in. The first thing happened that the king could not see. You know the story? And was reading records. God took away the sleep from the king. In these last days, there are many kings that will not sleep because of you. Shout a living amen. Yeah. So the king said, oh. <laughs> he said, can I? I how, how can record be what entertains a man? You understand? If you can't sleep, you should be watching African magic or whatever. But he said, bring record. Just be reading something. And they said that, they just mentioned where somebody wanted to kill the king and Mordecai intervened. And they said, hey, hey, hey. 
Did they give this guy any reward? They said, no. Ah, it's okay. That tells me. <laughs> All your good deeds, none is forgotten by God. The Bible said God will not forget your labor of love. So the payday is coming. All of a sudden, you know, everybody was so... <laughs> the king just said, okay. So nothing was done. He said, okay, okay, no problem. So the following morning, an armor was coming like he used to, to the palace. And the king said, okay, it's even good. You are around. Can you give me an idea? If I want to honor a man, what do you think I should? How can I honor a man? The Bible says he thought in himself that, ah, ah. who else will the king want to honor other than myself? He said, you know what? The kind of horse that you'll be riding on that no other person can sit on, the kind of clothes that you observe, you, have, you, want, you want that clothes before your throne, put it on the man. He said, let your most honorable servants be going before the horse and be shouting, this is the man that the king seeks to honor. And the king said, okay, you are the honorable servant. He said, so take Mordecai. The same guy he hated, he hated him enough to want to wipe off his entire tribe. He said, take Mordecai, let him ride the horses and, oh, if I was Mordecai, I would punish him. Oh. <laughs> we go to the front of his girlfriend's house. <laughs> he said, this is the man. And when he came back to the palace, the Bible says he ran to his house with his eyes covered. And he told his wife that, I see me see trouble that I was humiliated today. I see the wife was a prophetess. I, may you have a good wife. Yeah. What a strange woman. You would expect her to pay, pet the man. And you know what she said? He said, If Mordecai is a Jew and you have started falling before him, thou shalt fall. What a wife. Now, you say you've not seen, in other words, you've not seen anything. You are not falling at all. This is just the beginning. And as we were talking truly, just as she prophesied, the servant came again and says, Oh, yeah, the king says she'll come back. Now, this time, I'm sure he was trembling. And then, because the queen ordered that he must be part of the dinner. And then, when he sat, as he wanted to eat, he was still well. Then the queen said, oh, Sorry, I have a request. Somebody wants me and my entire lineage wiped off. Say, Oh, the king said, who would dare such a thing? He said, is this a man? And the Bible said, the king got up and said, and went to the balcony. And then Amman saw that there was a problem. Then he got up and knelt down before Madame and held her skirt. Hey, Joma, ah, please don't spoil my own. <laughs> and at that time, when he held the skirt, the king looked back and said, oh, you even want to rape? That was God setting up a man and when the king said that, one of the servants just spoke. So they covered his eyes. And they, 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 were, they were taking him away. Then the guy said, excuse me, sir. At the back of his house. <laughs> he said, they said, yeah, so hang him there. Because he that did get a pit shall fall into it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's go back to our subject. Oh, it's so sweet when God works. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. It's mighty hands. I mean, it's amazing when God works. So, <laughs> the Bible, so we said, when we pray. So, the last story I just want to share to illustrate that. So, Saul was living, you know, and he was going to look for the father's asses. And they kept moving from city to city. They did not find those asses. And he said to his servant, hey, hey, hey. By that time, they were on the second day. Let's say you, have, you were looking for your asses. You know, no cars in those days. From Lagos to Ibado, from Ibado to Bumosho. Then he told the servant that come home. <laughs> At this rate, our father will stop looking for our sis. They will be looking for us. But that was day two. And he said, let us go back. 
And then the servant just said that where we are is not far from a mighty prophet called Samuel. He's around. Let's go and meet him. He can tell us by the spirit where the asses are. Uh, then Saul said, sorry, I don't go see a pastor empty and dead. When we say this, well, we don't say something is often here. So that people will not think, but sincerely speaking, it's the right order. And it's in the New Testament like that. So when you are taught the word, you share with the giver. It is true. It is because of the uh, 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 excesses in the body of Christ and some covetous practices and everything that makes it difficult to say certain things. But what is in the Bible is in the Bible and it cannot change. Are you with me? So Saul said, you know what? I don't have money, so I'm not going. Then the servant said, you know, when I left home, I have money here. As if God was arranging everything. And they got there. The Bible says God had told Samuel two days before they came, or a day before that, I will be sending two men. Can you imagine? This is deep. If you understand the things of the Spirit. God said to Samuel, I am sending two guys to you tomorrow. And a man in particular. And it's to be ordained the next king of Israel. You will think that God will appear to the man also and he will tell the man, I say, I'm the one sending you to Samuel. No. God just allowed the asses to go away. Who took the man's asses? The angels did. Because as soon as he met Samuel, Samuel said, you know what? Go and wait for me. We are going to eat tomorrow, to, 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 today. Tomorrow I will release you. I will tell you what is in your heart. And immediately he said, you know what? As for the asses, forget about it. They are already home. The day they left home and they were going like this, the asses were going back home. Because it was a decoy. What are you looking for in life? Sometimes, the purpose of God is bigger than what you are looking for. What you are looking for is just an introduction into something bigger. Somebody says, I need a godly man to marry. If God can open your eyes to see the bigger picture. Inside the bigger picture, the godly man is there. Plus some other things that are bigger than godly man. Did you get that? And before Saul could think, Samuel was pouring oil. Samuel told that, don't you know that? He said, he used the word, he asked the question, is it not because God has ordained you king over Israel? In other words, the meaning of all these problems, searching for things around, is because destiny, calling. You are a king, but you are looking for asses. And he went back. The servant was not. When he got to me, some could met him and said, he said, you saw somewhere. No, Samuel was like a god then. Ah! You saw Samuel. Don't, don't go too far. I said, what did Samuel tell you? He said, he said that the asses will be found. But he didn't tell him the main part. It also goes to say that sometimes you must learn how to manage secrets. Many times Christians are too fast to want to allow testimony and tell people around you. Not because you are conscious of demon or anything like that, but at times you need to keep some things to yourself for a while. You need to let certain things have roots and grow deep very well before you expose them. Hallelujah. This is why somebody has asked somebody, you have told all your friends. And when it breaks up with you, then when the thing is going sour and it's not treating you well, you are not quick to detach. Because mommy has known him, daddy has known him. And a few times he's been to your house and he has dropped some money for your brother. <laughs> so now detachment is difficult. So when you say so, your friends are telling, ah, it's a nice because it's nice to everybody. But you that you are involved with it, you know that it, it is not nice. You know, so people are like that. Some of the white beaters that I have met, they are the nicest of men outside. The battle is always at home. But outside they are men of peace. But at home they are men of war. What a life. 
They are so kind to the secretary, to everybody in the office. The only person they yell out and shout out is the wife. Every other woman in town, Gentoo, is the one that will notice that Rain is beating a woman. Let us stop and pick them. It's one and all those things. In the office, when the woman is sick, he understands. Ah, you're, you know, you're not feeling for what happened. And then he knows all that. But he will not do that to his wife. Everyone lift up your hands and just pray in the spirit. For you are glorious and worthy to be praised. You are the Lamb upon the throne. And all to you we lift our voice. Let's sing it again. For you are glorious. For you are glorious. And what is you are the Lamb. Pray, everybody, pray. If you are here tonight, praise the Lord. If you are here tonight and you've been praying about a particular matter and you have received a scripture or a clearance, a witness in your spirit that it is done, the final step to take is to loudly proclaim with boldness that it is done. If you belong to that, go rise on your feet right now. We are going to prophesy. We are going to speak boldly. And everybody can actually participate in this. Hallelujah. Some people are about to call forth a job right now. About to create an opening an office right now. We're about to do what Elisha did. He said, about this time tomorrow, a measure of wheat shall be sold for a shekel. Two measures of barley at the gate of Samaria. Some are about to declare their wedding date right now. And the word that you speak, it shall come to pass. By the Holy Spirit, because He can. Keep praying in tongues until you are ready. I'm going to tell you in a while just to speak. And when I say you should speak, make it loud and direct. Ezekiel said, I prophesy as I was commanded. I prophesy as I was commanded. I prophesy as I was commanded. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. In less than 72 hours, everything about our venue is settled. Yes. That is the prophecy coming to my spirit. The place is fully taken by us, fully paid for. About this time, Saturday evening. Glory to God. 
Oh, glory to God. Oh, we rejoice in you. We rejoice in you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. In Jesus' name. You see, David had no idea of exactly how he was going to kill Goliath. The Bible said that there was no sword in David's hand. When it is the voice of prophecy, details are not in your hand. Yours is to speak boldly. The Lord will complete the rest. Are you with me? When Elisha spoke, all of a sudden there were four lepers. Nobody would have thought in his imagination. Angels can bring resources. And you're about to see what I've just said. Now, angels can bring resources. Angels can surprise people. Now, I have said, my, many of you are, there are many things standing before many people. Some need a certain amount. Remember what I told you? All of us were not married. They were squatting together, you know, in Agege. I just started, because I prayed about certain amount. And I just said, I said, we were broke. Nobody had money. I said, but I have money. From morning till night, I maintained that stand. But I kept looking at my account, hoping for Alan Lad to come. And that was a mistake. You know, faith does. So I, till I remember we're about to go and sleep around 11 30 or so. The last night, I said, But I know that I received that money today. But there was nothing to show for it. So I went to sleep. By 4 a.m., I woke up and I saw SMS. And then later she called, where we sat together. She's a lawyer. And she said, You know, we're both in NNPC working. They said, Did you get the money I sent yesterday? That she was in Abuja. She said they paid her a false salary and that it will call to her that she should say, We served in Kaduno NMPC together. We parted ways after service. But somehow she received her false salary months after that and she thought of sending everything to me in Lagos. And she sent it that day. But bank did not post the alert. So I woke the rest. I said, I told you. I told you. Angels are, if they ask me to mention 1,000 people that will get, our name will not be among. Why would I remember somebody we served together where we were 23 coppers in the whole NMPC? So what made her to say that? Faith is not concerned about details. If you think details, you will be discouraged. Are they giving you a target in the office? You are about to attack time to read. That is 72 hours. Have you applied for something that you were refused? You have to stand right now. And make a declaration. The Bible says, Where you've been, where they have said that you are not God's children, it shall be said again that you are the children of the most high. So that means corrections will be made. I just gave a word to somebody now. Maybe they told you that a particular ambassador, and now they're about to that will be reversed right now. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, lift up your hand and speak whatever. Say about this time. No, don't say in Jesus' name. You have already prayed in Jesus. And now make a decree. Say it the way Elisha said it. Say it the way David said it. David said, Thou comest against me with spear and sword. He said, But I come against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. He said, Today I will bring down your head. Even though he had no sword. But he said so. Can you speak with audacity? Some of you are still speaking silently. Forget about anybody listening. Be bold about what you are saying. 
Be bold. Be bold. Say in 72 hours, in seven days, in 30 days, before the end of the month, this and this will happen before the end of the year. If you are trusting God for marriage and you have prayed about it, and God has assured you, speak a date right now. Or at least speak a month. Say before the end of December. Before the end of September. Pick a time and speak. Somebody wants to pay school fees, wants to pray parents. Oh, speak with audacity. It shall come. We are not beggars. We are sons of the Most High. We are sons of the Most High. Oh, we give you praise, Jesus. We thank you. We worship you. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We love you. Wave your hands and just worship him. Blessed be your name, Lord. Father, we give all the praise. Eternal Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. Glory to your name. Blessed be your name, Father. We worship you, we honor you. Blessed be your name forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.